Hey, I'm Jared Fuller. Welcome to Scratching the Surface. On this week's episode, I am joined by the Pentagram partner, Michael Garricky. Michael joined Pentagram in 1985 to work for Colin Forbes' team before becoming a partner himself, making him the second longest serving Pentagram partner at this point. Last summer, Michael published Graphic Life, a massive monograph that collects the work he's done at Pentagram over the last 35 years as he's worked across environmental projects, posters, books, and identity systems. For many people, I think especially in my generation, Pentagram has always been sort of the pinnacle of design studios. It is the biggest one that everybody knew. And so I was curious to talk to Michael about the early years. He joined when all of the original partners still worked there and how it's evolved over his tenure over these last 35 years as the studio has uh, gotten more partners and then partners have left and kind of the changing state of design. How has that been reflected in Pentagram itself? It's a really fascinating conversation. We also talk a lot about monographs. I've long been fascinated by the monograph as a form. And so we talk through his process of putting graphic life together and the story that he wanted to tell now about his career. We use all of this to talk about how graphic design itself has changed and why he still likes to refer to himself as a graphic designer. If you like Scratching the Surface, I hope you consider supporting it on Patreon. We offer three monthly tiers, $3 for students, $5 for patrons, and $10 for super fans. Each of these tiers give you access to all sorts of bonus content, like a monthly newsletter, early episodes, full transcripts, and exclusive bonus interviews, all while helping to financially support this show. So if you like Scratching the Surface, if you want to see more of it in the world, I hope you consider joining us on Patreon. You can visit patreon.com slash surface podcast for all the details and to help support the show. Thank you for listening, and here is me with Michael Garricky. The reason that I'm talking to you now is you just released this massive monograph, um, Graphic Life, that collects you know essentially 35 years of, of work. I'm curious why a monograph now what was the what was kind of the desire to produce this book now and what were you kind of hoping to do with it you know the the book is uh, kind of a, a combination of kind of many different things it's uh, it's about uh, celebrating places telling stories and kind of making symbols and and what i wanted to do was convey um how i've had opportunities for graphic design to become an ingredient kind of in our daily lives from like tiny moments for like really focused audiences to ephemeral and fun graphics that kind of shout for attention uh, uh, to kind of bigger kind of parts or meaningful parts of kind of public environments. And um, as a designer, like I've always loved kind of working as a kind of pure graphic designer, like it's a chance to make something that's that's simple, extremely focused and memorable. Um, like, as you know, like it can be pretty addictive because it's, it's very immediate, uh, you know, the mm-hmm. process and it lets you create something, see it and respond to it and learn from it really, really quickly. Um, so I, that's kind of thrilling and, and something that's very important to me. Um, but also um, I really enjoy kind of shaping something that's multi-dimensional um, mm. uh, and things that are often actually 
really quite complex. Uh, and they become kind of objects or, or, and visual tools that, that play uh, sometimes important roles in these kind of big immersive um, experiences. I, I like that you ended talking about big immersive experiences because this book is very much a big <laughs> immersive experience. Yeah, and it's meant to be immersive, the book, definitely. Yeah. I want to, I mean, the, the, the book is 520 pages. It's heavy. It's massive. It's tons of full bleed images. Yeah. Um, I, I'm fascinated by monographs. I would love to kind of talk to you a little bit about kind of how you thought about this and, and maybe, you know, the role of monographs generally, but I, I especially love big monographs, um, <laughs> you know, like, like cool houses, SML XL. I love two by four had one a couple years ago. It is what it yeah. is. That's, you know, yeah. huge. And this is, you know, very much in that vein. Um, can you talk about why, like why you wanted this so big and so all encompassing? I mean, cause you could have very easily done, something that was half the size of this, like your favorite projects, quieter. Why did you want something overwhelming, big, heavy, immersive? What was the goal there? Honestly, I, I, I didn't think about the design, you know, so much the, oh. the, the visual design of it towards the kind of very end. I started to kind of like pull together um, things, you know, that I had done. Um, and uh, uh, and they were kind of like it was almost like trying to tell this kind of story about kind of projects and some of them, um, you know, the three dimensional things like uh, and I, I have an interest in photography as, as mm -hmm. well. It's like is that I've kind of when I kind of did my early kind of studies on what it should feel like and stuff and trying to put a lot of stuff in as few number of pages as possible. Like mm -hmm. it seemed like it didn't, it didn't really kind of convey um, the kind of the feeling or the spirit of the places. And so um, wow. as I kind of played with it, like kind of making the um, the book immersive, like let the graphic design kind of fall away and let right. the kind of the imagery and the it, let the stories kind of come through the, the imagery. And it's still pretty hard to do in a, you know, uh, in a uh, flat kind of book, but to, uh, to kind of make you feel like you were kind of um, there. And so uh, uh, that kind of led me to kind of like, you know, the, the idea of it and actually just even the format, like it's a three by four proportion when it's open, which is the same as a 35 millimeter frame, you know, so that I could do kind of full images and in a, a fairly kind of simple, simple grid. And then I kind of tried to kind of weave together kind of what I thought connected things, because I think in the, you know, and as I look back on the years of doing this, like there's, you know, many things you've done that were great, but, you know, they didn't necessarily connect to kind of like a, a bigger belief or an idea yeah. or kind of a body of work. And so it was a little bit um, uh, like s uh, self-analysis in a way. My, my wife is a psychotherapist and, you know, <laughs> like it is kind mm -hmm. of like looking through that too. I think it was a way to kind of see like, what were the meaningful things? What are the what are those kind of bigger ideas that start to connect them? And then um, the book has like these four different sections. There's the uh, the section that's about kind of places, um, which is really kind of the, the more of the, the built environment. Um, then there's a, um, a section on kind of images and kind of telling stories through images like posters and advertisements and books and things. Um, and then I particularly love doing exhibitions, which is kind of mm -hmm. like a combination of kind of telling a, a story with the narrative using graphics and objects and making it this kind of experience. Um, uh, 
And then uh, another thing I, I really enjoy is uh, our uh, designing uh, is designing symbols um, because it's kind of distilling down like like a very specific idea that's kind of uh, hopefully you know has has meaning. It's it's memorable, um, and that's kind of the the last section. And in a funny way, like the range of them from the things that are kind of these kind of bigger kind of immersive environments to something that's essentially just a one dimensional, you know, icon that you can make a few pixels wide on a phone or something. I kind of like actually that extreme between them, you know, but but there's kind of a, a similar series of kind of like uh, thoughts or discoveries that you go through to kind of find those answers for, for each of those. So. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I hadn't thought of, I mean, you said a couple things in there that I hadn't totally thought about, mm-hmm. but I do think there's a really nice progression from the big and the immersive and you have a bunch of sort of, you know, wayfinding and, and de- graphic design for architectural projects that start at the beginning. And then you end with these very, um, you know, kind of clean, simple, kind of almost classic identity design in a lot of ways. And right. that, that, that complex to the simple it, and, and I'm, I'm oversimplifying that, you know, transition, but is actually really interesting. And the other thing that you said that I thought was interesting is the through line kind of between all of those is this, this sort of architectural thinking. So much of your work is for and with architects. Paul Goldberger wrote an intro. Moshe Safdie wrote an intro. There's this sort of architectural theme throughout. And the book itself becomes architectural, being this big, you know, kind of weighty thing it has that presence much like you know a work of architecture in some ways yeah i think it, it does have kind of like an uh, architectural kind of presence to it you know the book mm-hmm. is kind of an object like the the element on the cover uh, the picture on the cover is actually a project that i'd done for cornell tech uh right on rose right. island uh, off of manhattan and uh, and the idea that you know once i started kind of looking at it you know like it was like how can i make the the book itself kind of feel dimensional and it has this kind of like, you know, three-dimensional kind of presence to it, which I thought was interesting. Um, but I think like one, one thing I've, I've kind of tried hard not to do is like, is become kind of like um, too specific in what I, uh, what I do or what I'm kind of known for. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I, I never wanted to become just a environmental graphics person or only do signage right. or only do end reports or only do symbols. I kind of like the, the fluidity of being be able to jump across kind of dimensions and clients and things. And I think one of the really interesting things about being a designer is it gives you this kind of window into so many different types of kind of like businesses and institutions mm-hmm. and environments and that you can be a participant in helping shape what they are. But I right. like that it's kind of like so wide, kind of wide ranging. And, uh, and I think the work is sort of like that too. And, and, uh, and I'm, I, I kind of, um, I'm not intimidated by the dimensional part of it. I think some people are. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, early in my career, when I, I, um, I uh, uh, got out of college, I, uh, I, I wanted to uh, uh, be a skier. So I, I moved to, uh, Colorado. I moved to okay. Boulder, Boulder, Colorado, um, and my my big dream was to get a job there. And uh, uh, and if I could also get a job in design, but more importantly, if I had enough time to ski, you know, maybe even teach skiing or something. Mm. So I ended up just completely coincidentally 
um, meeting uh, uh, two guys, uh, uh, Richard Foy and uh, Henry Beer, who had started a firm in um, uh, Boulder, um, and they were kind of expatriates of the Charles and Ray Eames office. And, mm-hmm. and Henry was an industrial designer, Richard was a graphic designer. And they kind of opened this world to me of kind of like, like it, uh, it, 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 it isn't limited by dimensions or even your ability to ha- fig- know how to figure something out. Like you can always, right, if you right. have a larger idea, there's always a way to somebody, for someone to help you technically execute it professionally, you know? And so, mm. um, so that was actually really kind of interesting. So kind of early on, um, I, uh, I kind of realized like, you know, oh, like you can make something, you know, 70 feet high, you know, and right. that isn't such an intimidating idea because there's, there'll eventually be a way or someone can help you, you know, realize it, uh, uh or, 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 or make it, um. Uh, so despite all my wishes of like uh, uh, doing a lot of skiing, I didn't, but I learned a lot. <laughs> I want to I want to go back to that kind of early early experience and this sort of idea of, of working across scales. But I have I have yeah. one maybe two other questions about the monograph, and I'm sorry to keep going back to this, but <laughs> of course, of like course. I like I said, I'm I'm fascinated by the format of the monograph, and I'm you know one of my kind of dream projects, honestly, is to to design and edit a monograph, but for somebody else, like I have no desire to do a monograph of my own work. I don't think that would be interesting, but I would love to work with another designer on their monograph. And I'm, uh-huh. I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about the experience of working on this, on looking back over your career. And, and as you were saying earlier, kind of thinking, what are the, what are the projects that tell a bigger story that connect to some bigger idea? What are the ones that, you know, meant something in looking over this work in kind of reflecting on this in sequencing the book in thinking about the structure of the book? Did you learn anything about yourself or about your work? Or were there, you know, themes that emerged that you didn't know were there? Can you just talk about that experience of kind of you know, that reflection and, and editing that happened and putting this together? Yeah, I, uh, yeah, it was like, uh, it was, it was insightful and, and cha- challenging. And, uh, um, and part of it, I think, is just getting kind of like a, a general sense of kind of like, well, what are the significant things I remember, you know, pulling them together, see what they, what they feel like. And then some of those things like that seemed or my memories of them that seemed so important in the end, I think weren't or they didn't endure as well, you know. Um, but I think there was there were many things that you look back at them and uh, um, like some of the things like uh, uh, after 9-11, um, <laughs> I was quite involved with a lot of work that happened down at the World Trade Center site, like the Port Authority was my client um, before September 11th. And so we became very quickly involved in in helping them kind of protect the site. And we did a, a viewing wall that uh, that surrounded it initially and then worked on virtually every building uh, down there with the exception of the museum. And uh, and that actually, um, you know, I'm very proud of the, the design and the um, visually kind of uh, what it is and uh, what it is. But part of it, I think, was kind of like the process of doing that. Like I look back at those kind of images and I remember the meetings with the victims families and the mm-hmm. mayor and the governor's council and you know the lmdc and all of those things and and how something that complex you you kind of like look through um the situation and find the answer and you're part of this much bigger kind of 
collective that's kind of shaping something. And so those those things like were very meaningful to, uh, to me. And I think part of it was kind of like I didn't want to put those uh, actually in the sequence too far forward. You know, I thought mm. that, and I I put some more contemporary things. I think the Moynihan Station project. Right. And, yeah, you know, I love those, that project. Those type, those type of things that were were more kind of contemporary. And I deliberately decided not to do it chronologically. It was right. it was actually more of a it was actually quite intuitive. Like um, mm. it was just kind of like a visual pacing, like what seemed to kind of fit well together in the sequence of the book. And I think that kind of gives it a bit of liveliness too. Like it isn't yeah. quite as didactic maybe as uh, as some others, but I think it it um, I wanted it to be kind of this visual. Um, uh, experience and i i do i've done you know several monographs for some architects and things and right. and i kind of like i kind of trust my intuition on the the the, the pacing and the the yeah. using the images as a, a, a vehicle to tell a story and um so i just kind of let uh let my intuition guide me a bit i have one other question about both your your book and also the monographs that you you've designed for for architects, I'm, I'm kind of curious your thoughts here, and I want to make sure that I ask this in a way that um, I don't I don't make people angry. But I think a lot of it's very easy for a monograph to come across as essentially like a glorified print portfolio, yeah. um, you know, and it, and it, it is like you know a monument to the work, and it's just like here's all the work we did, and it has the descriptions, and you're like I can kind of get all this on your website. <laughs> And now I'm just looking at it on nicer paper. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and then there are and then there are the monographs that uh, you know, kind of do away with that and they try to tell a story or they try to make an argument within them, or there's there's sort of a larger narrative around it where it's like you need this in this form because this is not just a portfolio. You know, this is different than a portfolio. And I think your book does that. Um I think a lot of the monographs that you've designed for other people have done that, but I have a, I have a shelf behind me that's, you know, filled with monographs and a lot of them just, you know, frankly, aren't very good because they're just mm -hmm. portfolios. Mm -hmm. How do you think about sort of elevating that? Do you know what I mean? Like, how do you, how do you think about making sure that this isn't just a collection of work, but is, is doing something new or different or, or showing the work in a new way. And you started answering that kind of talking about, you know, the sequencing and the immersiveness of the book, but do you have other thoughts on kind of that move from printed portfolio to monograph and storytelling? Yeah, I think in the end you, you're, you're right. It, it is about kind of like uh, celebrating or, or, uh, you know, showing, showing the work, but I think actually, um, for me, like kind of, I was mentioning earlier, I think it's partly to kind of like start to connect the kind of pieces to show that there is this kind of like, like, um, uh, mm -hmm. thread kind of through it. Although you wouldn't think that something that's for, um, you know, uh, uh, a skyscraper in lower Manhattan is uh, somehow related or relevant to a symbol for, uh, 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 a tech company or something, but in <laughs> part of it's kind of the, a subliminal kind of visual connection, I, I would say. But I think in, in my book, like I tried to show that uh, that my kind of interests like are beyond just that of a pure kind of graphic designer. So it was a mm. bit about the mm -hmm. contrast between like 
these kind of things, projects that might take decades to complete and, and, you know, endless kind of processes to, you know, something that's kind of quick and very ephemeral and in and out in the same day or something. But there's this kind of like this kind of underlying kind of like maybe discipline or thought to it. And I think the same is true, I think, for, um, uh, say, architects or other graphic designers kind of monographs is that I think there is kind of like the the kind of confidence of saying, here's the work and now, you know, judge it in a way, you know, like uh, right, I think the right. is unlike a, like a promotional thing, like a website, I think this is like, here's the work and, and there's like some, uh, a critical assessment of it, you know, um, from yeah, an yeah. outside, uh, outside uh, writer writers. Um, and then, uh, and then kind of like um, uh, an overview of what it represents or what it means. And, but, but I think for me, it's, um, uh, I think it was tried. To, it was to try to express like this broader idea of what a graphic designer can do, you know, um, mm -hmm, and demonstrate mm -hmm. that through this kind of like, like kind of like odd, seemingly kind of random collection of of projects um, grouped into these different kind of categories of, of types and media. I I love the way that you said that, and and I think that kind of you know leads into to some bigger questions that I have for you about your work generally. Almost all of this work, if not all of the work in the monograph, is is from your your time at Pentagram, where you've been since eighty five. And if I'm not mistaken, you're the second. Are you the second longest partner there now? Yes. Yeah. Uh -huh. Okay. After after John Rushworth, right? Is that That's right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You've done your homework. Yeah. Absolutely. So you you joined in eighty five, and you originally worked for Colin Forbes, and then eventually became came partner. And so, and Pentagram was founded in seventy two, and so you were there very early, um, uh, you know, in in kind of Pentagram's uh, origin story. I'm I'm curious how Pentagram has evolved. Um, Pentagram at this point is an institution. It is well known. It has a brand of its own for better and for worse, you know, quite honestly, sometimes yep. you are mm -hmm. in a really interesting place where you are very connected to its founding in many ways. You are here now where it's become this new thing. Can you talk a little bit about what you've seen on the inside about, you know, how this organization and how this collection of partners has, has kind of changed and evolved? Yeah, sure. Um, let's see. When when I joined, like oh, like almost thirty five years ago now, like um, all five of the founding partners were were there, and mm. uh, uh, they were kind of three graphic designers, an industrial designer, and uh, an architect. And uh, the key idea was that um, the firm uh, would be uh, multidisciplinary, and that each partner ran their own business. Uh, they did their own work had their own identities, but collectively they shared resources. Uh, they often worked together and they uh, supported the group as a whole. So it's kind of this balance between complete individuality, but also complete commitment and support of, of each other. And right. uh, from the beginning, and we've really, we've tried very hard to preserve this is like, we're not a corporation. Um, it's a practice that's run by individual partners who are all uh, designers. Um, there's no account executives or business heads mm. or any of that stuff. It's it's very much a, a design-driven practice. And um, and what was also important then and now was that there was this direct, unfiltered relationship with the partners and their clients. And it was this kind of 
um, very personal type of experience between who does the work and who it's for. And, mm. and uh, this is all the same today and, and something that we hold onto really kind of dearly. Um, and, and I think one thing um, that uh, uh, I think has helped kind of keep, keep it kind of fresh and relevant is that uh, we've never been kind of stagnant. Like it's always about uh, constantly trying to refresh itself. And, and okay. it's also deliberately very idiosyncratic and it yeah. isn't based on a single individual. It's really about the collective as a whole. And, uh, and the shape and the form of like Pentagram's personality is very much driven by its partner partners or the current partners. And so it's this ever changing kind of organism um, uh, that adapts and evolves as people leave and, and, and join. Um, and it's, and it's, you know, it's never been like a, a static place. It's like, uh, we've never been comfortable, you know, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the way it is. Like if anything, there's a lot of angst about like, how can we kind of continue to evolve it and push it uh, um, uh, and infuse it with yeah. new ideas and new talent from a younger generation. And so I've kind of seen it change like immensely over the years as the cast of the partners uh, who are my friends and collaborators, you know, like evolve, <laughs> and, you know, and they're like, yeah, you know, there's this kind of like, there's always kind of new voices, new ideas, new mediums, like new types of industries and products and, and, and technologies. And so I think that's kind of like allowed me to constantly have like partners uh, and new partners that challenge and support me uh, to expand what we can all do together Um and uh, and also I think what's what's happened uh, um, um, so uh, recently too is like it isn't now limited to a, a single dimension even though in the mm-hmm. early days it was a multi-dimensional idea but it's even much much broader than it was you know back in 1972 the the types of things we do and actually the 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 types of people that we work for. Yeah, I have two questions about that. One is one is kind of a, a more personal question to you, and one is maybe more organizationally. Um, I think you're exactly right about um, the the sort of like restlessness <laughs> of Pentagram. Yeah, and I, I definitely see that. And I think over the last couple of years, especially the new partners, at least from somebody on the outside observing, have definitely mm-hmm. seemed like people. Who were brought on because of that it's like what else can graphic design be what else can pentagram be you know where else can we kind of push this and i'm mm-hmm. i'm kind of wondering like how you either you personally or you as as the collective partners kind of think about that or 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 you know kind of strategize or, around that i'm not asking about i'm not asking you to talk about like how you pick specific partners but kind of how you think about like Hey, what should Pentagram be now? <laughs> you know, or what is Pentagram tomorrow or ten years from now? How do you kind of how are you thinking about that? Are you all you know kind of just looking out and kind of seeing who's doing interesting stuff and saying like, hey, there's this like interesting work happening over here. We should do stuff like like. How do you kind of think about about that? I think uh, one thing we haven't really uh, done is like is is like we've never kind of grown um strategically you know like it Mm -hmm. hasn't been like oh let's let's conquer um this particular kind of uh uh, market or city or or country you know um or uh uh, and kind of pursue pursue that kind of in a strategic way like it's always kind of grown by 
um, a, like an immense kind of respect for um, someone's kind of work um, and the, the, the character of the person and how that kind of person fits into the, this kind of collective, uh, you know, called pentagram. And I think so mm -hmm. it's as much of a kind of like a, a it's a, as much as a, a personality as it is kind of like uh, the work. I mean, they go, they go hand in hand. And I think um, that's kind of a, a key thing. And so, you know, we, uh, you know, um, you know, are constantly looking and know of, you know, uh, people and, and the work they're doing. And I think when we, you know, find someone who we think could be kind of a good fit within the partnership, bring something unique to it, um, and can be part of who we are all together, um, uh, then we start pursuing that. So it's, um, and I think too, like, you know, obviously kind of, you know, um, looking kind of to make sure that we're kind of diverse and like the types of people, uh, uh, that are that are partners and they work work uh, they do is is also a, a key piece of it. How do you? Let me think how to how to ask this. Something I, I've I've noticed or I feel like I've noticed an interesting shift in Pentagram over the mm -hmm. last couple of years in emphasizing or promoting or I don't I don't know the word I'm, I'm sorry that I'm struggling to kind of figure out what this question is but mm -hmm. the the partners individual identities uh to me seem more front and center than they used to be I remember you know 10 years ago if if you know you for example did a new branding system it would be mm -hmm. kind of referred to in the press as like pentagram design this mm -hmm. and now you know now there's much more of a michael garricky at pentagram or or whatever and i'm kind of curious about that sort of balance or intersection or or kind of uh how the collective and the individual fit together do you <laughs> that's a weird do you know what i mean yeah, yeah, it, no, it, it's a very good question, because um, uh, part of kind of like I think what makes um, uh, Pentagram uh, unique is that uh, like like in the uh, the original kind of founding of it, it was a that it's a group of kind of individuals that kind of bring their work, their their personality uh, 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 to, a, to a project. And so you're working, if you come to Pentagram, you're very much kind of working with an individual. Um, and mm -hmm. uh, I, I often uh, tell uh, new prospective clients, like, if uh, if you if you don't like me now, you're you're not going to like me later because, <laughs> because I don't disappear. We don't disappear because we really love doing the work and we want we want to be like we're active participants in 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 the in the process and uh, and you know we want to feel that way about our clients too that they're kind of with us and so so we don't want to in any way hinder like that individual individuality um, but you're right the other side of it too is like we are kind of like um, we are very collaborative as well and and many of our projects we do you know amongst several different teams or between mm -hmm. the, the different offices. And so it's, it's a, it is a, a careful, a careful balance. And, and I think too, for um, kind of younger partners who are, um, are, are joining, like, I think it's important for them to kind of like, uh, for us to help them kind of establish their reputations and their recognition mm. for their work. And it gives them kind of more visibility and authority kind of uh, 
to do to do to do their work. So it is it is a it is a a, a constant balance to kind of like not um, dilute the power of the group as a whole, but also kind of not hide in any way. Um, you know what the process is like, which is a, a very personal partner led um, uh, right. uh, process or assignment. How have the new partners, the partners that have come and gone over the course of your, you know, like you said, almost 35 years mm-hmm. in, in many ways, your as, as the book shows, you're doing, um, you know, you're you're kind of really interested in, in similar things. And I think your work has grown and changed, but there's also this core mm-hmm. that has you know, connected all those years there. How has the evolution of Pentagram, the addition of partners, when partners leave, the the kind of transformation of the the collective, how has that changed how you think about your own work or the types of work that you want to do? Like, how, how does being in that collective kind of actually change how you think about all of this? Uh, I would say maybe like, I, I don't know, like, I think like our role, like, it's kind of like I think it's kind of broadened. Like I think with the the addition of kind of partners who do you know data data visualizations mm-hmm. to digital media to uh, immersive kind of environments. Like it kind of like it's kind of really broad in kind of what we do. And and I think kind of like that's actually very inspiring for for me or I think for all of us that that like it's almost like. Um, uh, as a kind of graphic designer or any kind of designer that that the role, our role kind of like now is to kind of like guide and communicate and can start to connect things, you know, and that mm-hmm. might be stuff that's on screens and paper and walls or objects, but in so many ways, it's about like connecting a place or a brand or an experience. And I think like that stuff, like are doing those types of things, like I was mentioning earlier, they're never kind of solo acts really, you know, right, like, right. Except for maybe a, 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 a occasional poster or something like that. But, but, you know, I've kind of found to kind of solve like meaningful problems. You, you really need to not do that alone, that, that kind of working with people who challenge you and respect you kind of multiplies what you can do and what you can accomplish. And, and I think kind of like having this kind of like more diverse, ever diverse kind of range of partners and disciplines kind of broadens the reach and the scope of what you can, can do, you know, um, mm-hmm. and, uh, 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 kind of like how we also work can not only within the office, you know, across teams and, 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 and partners, but also kind of like, um, uh, when we collaborate with writers and software engineers and illustrators mm-hmm. and lighting designers and architects and marketing teams and all that, like mm-hmm. it kind of like, I think the, the broader, the, the broader point of view, like opens kind of so many kind of doors and challenges, you know, to, to all of us. So I think kind of this infusion of kind of constantly new types of partners and what they do um, lets all of us grow. I'm curious how you think, you know, these kind of changes that you're talking about, this kind of, you know, expansion of what the studio and what the individual partners can do and, you know, what makes Pentagram Pentagram in, in many ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, how how do you see this being a reflection of how graphic design has evolved? Um, you know, obviously there's, as we've talked about, there's this sort of multidisciplinary aspect to your work. And I think the, mm-hmm. the number of disciplines that a graphic designer can work in are just, you know, exponentially increasing all the time. You know, zooming out a little bit, how have you thought about 
what being a graphic designer means and how that has changed since you know since you started in this yeah it's it's changed kind of so so much uh because i think when i began like you know it seemed like you know like the chance to do something that you know wasn't just printed was like they were far and few between <laughs> you know and very very special and uh, and now um you know just the quality of students coming out of schools and universities and and uh, the range of their abilities and the exposure to design is is so broad and uh, and i think you know uh, designers now are incredibly fluid and comfortable in touching you know so many different types of projects and dimensions and experiences like, you know from you know traditional graphic design to like interactive media uh, animation motion graphics uh, three-dimensional exhibitions ux ui you know uh, and, and things that are really truly immersive like i think it's just kind of it's just broadened what a graphic d designer can do and i think like it's it's interesting kind of like uh being a, a graphic designer, which might become an antiquated term. <laughs> mm -hmm. I think yeah. In, I mean, that's kind of why I was asking. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's kind of like, it could be a, a thing of the fat of the past really. Cause we're really kind of like, you know, uh, 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 guides and communicators and, you know, like telling, st telling stories, you know, and, uh, and I think, um, I think in the future, as all of these kind of walls come down between, you know, dimensions and types of media, it's more about kind of like, telling a story, communicating a message, you know, conveying an ID identity, a sense of purpose and in place, you know, that it, um, it allows designers and communicators to kind of make, make a mark on society and shape a place uh, um, and kind of tell this kind of story. So I think it's like, in a way, it's a bit liberating because like, it isn't it, you're, 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 um, your reach and what you can touch and affect is so much broader now because the world is kind of like, it's all kind of starting to kind of come together. It's not so siloed as it, as it once was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I, I agree. And that's kind of why I was asking. Cause, cause you know, that term graphic design is, is always kind of in flux. And, yeah. and, and so it's kind of interesting to hear your perspective on that. I have, I have a couple of questions to, to wrap up. And one of this first one is sort of the opposite of what I was just asking. And it's very specifically about New York, actually, you know, I, I lived in New York for a long time and, and just left. Mm -hmm. And I was surprised how much your book made me miss New York. Like, I didn't mm -hmm. realize how many New York projects you had done. Mm -hmm. And I'm, kind of curious about that is, is designing for where you live important to you new york is where you've spent most of your adult life at this point um what's your relationship to design in new york and and why do you find yourself continually you know designing for your city i think uh, it's it's always been kind of an important uh, uh part uh for for me and i think it's like it might, it might go back to um you know, I think one of the the things that's so exciting about being a designer is that uh, is that you get to create something that's kind of living, kind of like out in the world. You know, as part of kind of popular culture. You know, so I think there's mm -hmm. like there's that kind of thrill in a way of kind of creating something, and it people are, are like experience it. They right. might yeah. Often, probably often don't know who who created it, but you're somehow kind of like you're contributing to maybe to what they're enjoying or or experiencing. Or also just that it's kind of living in the kind of civic realm or, you know, popular mm -hmm. culture uh, in, in some way. 
Um, and I think for New York, like New York is like, it, as you know, it's kind of like dense and urban and, and, uh, and it has this kind of like richness to it that, that I find kind of really interesting. And getting something done in New York is actually a, a quite complicated process, particularly <laughs> in, in, the, in the built environment. And so you need a fair amount of patience and resiliency, you know, to mm. kind of like, you know, uh, to weather how it is and also kind of understand that that to get something done of any kind of scale that is lasting, you know, takes a while and you you do it collaborative collaboratively with with others. And so I, I actually love that that kind of piece of it. Um, mm. And uh, um, and I think also like New York is kind of very um, special um, where it, it, it does have a, a unique, I think, very um, honest kind of attitude to what uh what's appropriate mm-hmm. or what works in new york you know like, and uh uh and it's uh, uh something like i i kind of understand it and you know uh from from living in brooklyn um we've worked on some projects in brooklyn too it's like you can kind of sniff out someone who doesn't quite get it or is trying to like <laughs> it or fake it you know and yeah. uh, so there's this kind of sense of authenticity and also kind of rigor to creating something uh here um, which I think is is great, and I think it's a it's a vibrant place that um, that actually celebrates design too, um, and and uh, and and this kind of richness and diversity of what the city is like. It is really not a single tone, you know, uh, 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 thing. It's like it's this kind of yeah. It has so many different inflections and voices and characters to it that um, I find that really interesting, and to try to find the appropriate one for that particular project, you know, and help shape it and, and, and make it uh, authentic. Yeah. There, there was a couple of years ago where I was taking Amtrak uh, fairly often every week or so down to Philadelphia. And so I would always come back t- at the end of the day and would arrive at the Penn Station West End Cor- Concourse, which, you know, is filled with your your graphics. Mm-hmm. And when I came to that page in the book, I was, I just was like overcome with nostalgia and was like, wow, I can't oh, I've, I've never felt like I missed Penn station before. And I, <laughs> I'm like really missing it. Looking at these images yeah. again, uh, yeah. which is kind of why I, why I asked that question. Uh, what are you thinking about now? Or like, what are things that you, you know, haven't worked on or types of projects that you want to do? What's kind of next for you now after, you know, this career retrospective monograph, where are you headed next? Uh, you know, I, I think like now I'd, I'd like to continue doing kind of that, that, you know, pretty broad spectrum of different things from, you know, simple, uh, purely graphic things to these kind of more complex uh, environmental things. And so I don't know if there's a particular um, type of work that I'd like. I, th- I think I'd just like to continue uh, working on the kind of range of things that I have in the past. My last question and this is a question I used to end all of uh, all sure. of these interviews. I'm curious what you're reading right now. I uh, I just finished uh, uh, Paul Goldberger's um, uh, uh, autobiography on Frank Gehry, which oh uh, yeah yeah, which was great. And I you know I worked my way partly through it, and uh, uh, I'm kind of in the midst of that. So that's my kind of current current piece. But um, I thought it was it was insightful. I'm actually uh, also working on uh, uh, on. Uh, autobiography, uh, a memoir that Moshe Softy's uh, uh, writing now, and I'm helping him with oh. that. And so it's kind of like an interesting kind of counterpoint to that. Oh, interesting. I, lo- I loved Goldberger's Frank Gehry 
um, mm-hmm. monograph. I had I had Paul on the show a couple years ago, and we talked a little mm-hmm. bit about about mm-hmm. writing that. Um, and I can't wait for that memoir now. That sounds yeah, that sounds it's great. Really, really terrific. Uh, Michael, thank you so much for doing this. This was such a nice conversation. Like I said, I loved I loved the book. Anytime I can get like a really big, massive monograph on my bookshelf, I I will take it. And so this was this was really nice to talk to you about about this and your work. Thanks for being on the podcast. Yeah, of course. Thank you, Jared. Thanks so much for having me. This episode was recorded on November 3rd, 2021. Our theme music is by Andy Borgasani. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Surface Podcast. You can support the show on Patreon and find previous episodes wherever you get your podcasts and at scratchingthesurface.fm. Thanks for listening. <laughs>